Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Oh yeah, get those like sweet little like shoulder attached rocket launcher looking like things that are on the Iron oh, Man I was suits. Thinking, you know like the baby holder things where you have like your baby in front of you and their arms are just like dangling and they're just like looking out. You could have like the baby yeah. attached to your chest. Baby with guns, you with guns. Yeah. You're like four armed gunning. Oh yeah, and then you could look like Neo off the Matrix, where you're like do 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 do, you know, like shooting the guns all over the place, and then whoever you hit. Welcome everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn, and I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Cynic Empowerment. The episode is going to take us on a wild ride, up and down, all of the things that make us sad. But we're not going to leave you hanging. We're going to give you that sweet, sweet silver lining that you all are searching for. Just for you. Just for you, Jimmy. Just for me? Just for you. Is that why you've been doing all the silver linings lately? Because they're for me? Yes. (laughs) Well... We don't want to make each other too sad. I mean, this is a this is a big responsibility. It's not easy to do this day in and day out. Jimmy and I each put at minimum fifty hours a week into this podcast. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it, uh, we spend about one hour finding articles on the internet. We yep. we spend uh, another hour uh, doing the podcast. Maybe yep. another hour after that, editing, and the other forty-seven hours crying ourselves asleep at night. Yeah, there's a lot of masturbation in there too. Um, but yeah, sometimes you gotta, you know, you wake up and you're just like, oh well, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to get back to sleep unless I you know, rub one out real quick. Exactly. Uh, you got, you, know. you gotta alternate between crying yourself to sleep and rubbing one out. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a there's a fine balance there. Uh, certainly a pattern to be had. Um, and you know, on occasion, you gotta eat. You know, it's. it's uh, Part of uh, the way in which human beings sustain themselves, you must consume exactly some type but, of sustenance. But we all have choices in what we put into our bodies. Like you don't have to just put any old anything in there, right? Well, you don't unless somebody dares you to. Oh, then you have to, no matter what it is. I don't care yep, if it's yep. dog shit. I don't care if it's a bug. If if there's a dare on the line, you you, you got to do it. Yeah, that dims the rules. You just do it. Uh, and in this particular story, we're going to be discussing David Dell from Australia. That's right. Now, the last time we talked about people eating weird shit in Australia, we discussed a teenager that ate a, uh, a slug. And it was also on a dare. So he, in that case, he also had yeah. to do it. So, yeah, a, uh, a little word of warning for all our Australian listeners – don't just eat shit on a dare, or don't put yourself around things that are dangerous to consume. And don't put yourself around grown ass men that still dare each other because this Daryl yeah. guy, Dow Lumber, he's thirty four years old, yeah, so he's got he grown ass man friends that are still daring each other. Yep, he totally is. And on December first, uh, he ate a gecko. <laughs> uh, I don't know why gecko was the was the choice? Why in the world could it have not been something random? I mean, even inanimate objects are a little bit more fun than eating a gecko. Yeah, it seems just really fucked up. 
Yeah, uh, got, geckos aren't aren't bad. They're they're interesting, fun little quirky creatures. Bugs. Yeah, they're totally good. Not to mention, it's like that's awfully expensive. Like, how many how many geckos could you eat before you went bankrupt? Those things are like fifty dollars a piece. It's true. Some ex- some some expensive expensive cuts of meat, you know, and not very meaty either. Oh yeah. Oh, and it seems like he ate it raw and whole, so it just seems extra gross and disgusting. Oh yeah, just absolutely. Like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to like put our listeners like too much through uh, imagining what that'd be like. But you know, it's squirming around. You got some crunchy bones. Yeah, it might be like trying to like crawl out of your mouth, and you're like, no, no, no. So you have to like slurp it back in. Yeah. Ugh. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just gross. It's just. Or you hold it in like tail first, and you try to swallow the whole thing. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> if it's possible, I mean, like you know, get your get your uh, your big gulp of crayon vodka you know ready because you're gonna have to like chug a bunch of that right after in order to wash it down this guy was obviously inebriated yeah at first he thought he was hung over after he didn't feel well uh after a december 1st christmas party who has christmas parties on december the first i think you're you're a little bit overzealous if you're getting started that early in the season you know maybe maybe australians just don't know when christmas is i don't know I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Australian Christmas is year-round. Year <laughs> Seems like they're always having a blast eating random shit. Uh, <laughs> so this guy was a father of three. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that yeah, the punchline? Right. Uh, not, not a punchline. Just uh, a, a, add a little bit more sadness to the story that this guy is raising other human beings. Yeah. And making choices like this. Right. Oh, Jesus. So all those kids are probably going to grow up to eat slugs and geckos and whatnot, you know. Sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the... My daddy died from a gecko, and my goal is to die from some random venomous bullshit here in Australia. Which there are plenty of. (laughs) Yeah, there is no shortage of dangerous, scary, violent creatures in Australia. So I'm sure that each one of his three children can meet their own untimely demise via consumption of poison. It's the Dow curse. Yeah. (laughs) All those that carry the name of Dow must die in their own strange novel way, which will no doubt end up on a Fox news article. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is a, this is, I'm not so sure of the validity of this news source. (laughs) It's uh, from Newser. Hey, it's got, Newser. it's got news in the title. You know it's got to be legit. Uh, yeah, and it's also a whole two paragraphs long. <laughs> so they, they really delved into this one. Uh, they don't even know if he actually ate the gecko, which makes me think that they were all just hammered drunk. Yeah. It's, like, they couldn't even remember whether or not he put something into his mouth. Like, it was like, I, I can't remember. Like he was do at first he was doing this thing where, you know, he tilted his head to the side and he had the gecko and like he wasn't really put in his mouth. He was putting it in the side of his face. But from the angle he was at, it looked like he was eating it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It like one of those like little, uh, sleight of hand tricks <laughs> that you, you do on like, uh, like a little eight year old nephew. You're like, Oh, check it out. Like my finger comes off. And, but instead you're eating a gecko. Uh, and it's so impressive to all of these other adults. <laughs> Whoa, he had a gecko. So he goes to the hospital the next day. Uh, and uh, the doctor's like, hey, you know, you probably contracted salmonella because your piss is black. Your throw up's green. You're going to die. 
God. And uh, sure enough, uh, December 11th, dead. So that's 10 days later. That's, that's so crazy to have like that 180 of like in good health to the next day throwing up green and then having yeah. black year. And like that's insane. Salmonella, no joke. No joke at all. I thought salmonella uh, was treatable. Jesus. Is it? I thought so. Maybe you got to catch it. Uh, and if you don't catch it quick enough, it just ends up making you piss all your black stuff out. So apparently a lot of people die from diarrhea when they get salmonella. Interesting. <laughs> Who knew? All right. Too much. Too much. Buzz. I'm looking at it. It's boring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Salmonella is uh, boring. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he should have just like gotten right on the salmonella treatment unless they weren't absolutely sure that he had it from the gecko and they needed a specific type wait, of you, wait, gecko. Wait, weren't sure that he had salmonella from the gecko? Or the, maybe it's or, a different kind. Or do you mean from the get-go? What? <laughs> from the get-go or the gecko? Get-go? What are you talking about? What is this? Wait, what is it reference? No. What are you referencing? You never heard of the term from the get-go? Uh-uh. You never heard someone say from the get-go? No, what is it? It's like from the start, from the beginning. It's like we need to do this from the get-go. Like from the oh. from the very beginning of this, we need to, you know, treat the salmonella. I don't, I don't get your hip young references to it's, me. It's not hip. This is like <laughs> the shit they say in like fucking boardroom meetings. The shit they say. They say get-go. You've never heard get-go. from the get-go? I've heard from the get-go, Jimmy. Stop making fun of me because I haven't heard of things like you've heard of things. I thought you were doing like some wordplay. Like, we're not sure. Like, he should have gotten treated for the salmonella from the get-go. I thought you were doing a word play of words uh, from the get-go. It's, when you over-explain things, it's no longer funny. I'm just going to stop. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I should have got that one quicker. It's okay. Uh, so, let's we see. We can't all be word athletes. Can't all word be fast with words. We can't be word sprinters, word word <laughs> Olympians. We're Olympians. We might not be able to do that, but at the very least, we can have a silver lining for you guys. Yes. So, silver lining from eating a gecko, Whew. contracting salmonella, and then dying is that whenever Whew. he dies, his partner of 15 years, Alira Bricknell told the news that she remembers that he was the best person that she had ever met, as well as the life of the party. Eh? Eh? Just more sad. Pretty good. Just more sad. He left everybody real happy, like. Everybody loved him so much. He's the best person that Alira ever met. But apparently they were not married why were they together for 15 years we can do that tim what the fuck are you some fucking boomer how can you be together for 15 years and not consummate your marriage by getting actually married do they not have like any benefits for married couples in australia or something i don't know man some people like they just keep putting it off till eventually it gets to the point they're like we've been doing this shit for 12 years and we haven't been married yet why the fuck start now yeah, it's like, why, why add that additional layer of complication to our relationship? Sure. Uh, yeah, people do whatever you want. People have all kinds of arrangements. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, Alira Britnell. That's awfully sad that you lost your partner of 15 years. Oh, my God. Maybe you'll have fond memories prior to this 
this little uh, this little escapade happened last December. Oh jeez, I mean, we didn't do very good on that. I, you got silver lining? Yeah, he. I don't know, man. <laughs> just it's just showing us once again, like just don't eat random weird shit, okay? Just stop it, stop it, Australia, stop it, people. We don't have to do it, okay? Yeah, just don't eat it. Just don't do don't, it. Don't take it. Just don't do don't. it. Especially ones that are obviously dumb. Like, that's what that game is made for. Uh, let's get people to do dumb things or convince them to do stuff that they obviously don't want to do. Yeah, let's just uh, give up on uh, Truth or Dare real quick. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Just have uh, honest and candid conversations with your, your fellow compatriots and, you know, live, laugh, love, blah, blah, blah. Oh, <laughs> did you just say that? All that kind of stuff. Oh, uh, don't eat random shit. Anyways... Just like Dell's insides being rotted out from the inside. Okay. There like is a, there is a natural gas company that intends to rot away the Bernheim forest by placing a pipeline within it. Dude, I'm so fucking pissed. It's okay, my so, fucking gas company. Yeah, it's your gas company. It's also uh, a, a nature preserve that you enjoy visiting, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is Bullitt County, Kentucky. Fucking um, bullshit. Yeah. Well, what's the what's the best thing about the forest, man? Everything. It's great. It's a great story. I'm gonna bore you all with the story. So there, there's was there's this guy named uh, something Bernheim. He was like this German dude, right? And so he came mm-hmm. to the Americas back in the day when like land was cheap and shit, and he could like start <laughs> a business because the corporations hadn't cornered all the market markets yet. So he's like, man, I'm I'm out here, I'm in Kentucky, I'm going to make some fucking bourbon, it's going to work out great. And guess what? It fucking did work out great. Except for there was, like, some hostilities back then against German peoples for some reason. So he, instead That's of, like, naming his booze, like, Bernheim, he named it, like, uh, uh, his name was Isaac Wolf Bernheim. So he named it I.W. Anchor, because he's like, Anchor, that's real, like, fucking American and shit. People will love it, and they did love it. And so uh, with all his sweet-ass bourbon money, he took it. And he bought just a shit ton of land, which is now the Bernheim Forest, and it's been an arboretum and, like, nature preserve ever since. That sounds fantastic. Yep. Let's build a pipeline through yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. It's bullshit on so many levels. It makes me so mad. I'm going to have to call LG&E. They're not going to listen, but I'm going to call them anyways, tell them how bullshit they are. Yeah. Now, LG&E is planning on building a natural gas pipeline through a portion of the Bernheim Forest. Yeah. And uh, their argument is that they would like to continually grow the community and that the only way to do that is to have a more effective means of transporting natural gas to the area. And that would be through this forest. So uh, I don't know about the validity of that. Um, I mean, of course, it's good for communities to grow, but at what cost? Like – where would you draw the line and say that it's not okay for this company to interject itself in that area via eminent domain, nonetheless, exactly, and try to you know transfer a portion of that land uh, into their ownership? This, this yeah, this cold, greedy capitalist hands. This isn't exactly like um, Standing Rock in uh, how oh, fuck was it North Dakota or South Dakota? It was North Dakota. Where they were originally going to, it's, it's similar though, like where they were originally going to do the pipeline through Bismarck, but Bismarck has like a bunch of like 
you know, rich white people are like, fuck you, no. So then they had to go, they're like, well, let's go through the Standing Rock. Let's just go through this fucking, uh, 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 American Indian Reserve. That, that's totally fine. So this is like a similar issue, I think, where instead of going through the trouble of, uh, routing the pipeline through residential areas or areas where they would have to go through more hands to try to get like each individual's imminent domain to like go through a little bit of people's property in order to make the pipeline, they're like, oh, well, instead of doing that, there's this big, beautiful forest that only one person owns, and uh, they're pretty much uh, helpless and uh, can't really take much legal action against us. Let's just mm-hmm. claim eminent domain and make a sweet-ass pipeline just a straight line through that. It'll be great. Yeah, I, I don't think that there's any real recourse other than uh, uh, the option for the caretakers of the forest to prove that it's not absolutely necessary for the pipeline to follow through the forest. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, eminent domain seems to be the option that uh, LG&E have, and it's probably going to work out. I mean, it's, it's worked out in the benefit of other companies in the past. Obviously, they wouldn't be making a dumb choice just like throwing money at their at – their, um, at their legal advisors in hopes that it's going to work out. Like there's, there's a, a reasonable expectation that they're going to be able to take this land and use it to build this pipeline. Um, imminent domain we have discussed in previous episodes, right, Jimmy? Oh yeah. We discussed it on the last episode and yeah. probably previous ones. It's pretty oh, ridiculous. Oh yeah. The Taiwan guy. We talked about a Taiwan guy about going to destroy his village that he'd lived in like his entire life, even though he was like 92 years old. And we talked about it, uh, uh, with the road expanding in the previous episode. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, that's right. Uh huh. Um, need to work on some pothole jokes somewhere in here. And what is a pothole <laughs> joke? Uh, potholes. Uh, yeah, so this, uh, comes from the Fifth Amendment, uh, particularly the last portion. It said, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Uh, and in the instance that the government wants to appropriate your land, they've got to pay you fairly for it, <laughs> even if it's something you definitely don't want to get rid of. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and they, they, uh, follow market prices, uh, you know, for, you know, whatever cost that would be. I'm not, I'm not exactly it's sure. It's fucking how they Bullock County. I'd probably give them like a dollar per acre. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Just... Well, I mean, technically they could if they wanted to. And if you do that to enough people, I would hope that they would, those individuals would stand up to the to government that's appropriating their land. But whatever. That's, uh, that's neither here nor there because this isn't a government entity. This is a private company that is trying to utilize, uh, eminent domain, which I actually didn't know was even a possibility. Um, Right. But uh, in 2005, there was a ruling that stated that the government can transfer land from one private owner to another if it will further economic development. Oh, so so that's why they had to use that fucking buzzword, the economic development. That's right. That's right. And and if you watch the interview with um, uh, Natasha Collins, who is the spokesperson for LG&E, she is very professional in the way in which she – uh, she discusses this matter. Oh, aren't they always? She's yeah. She's using the language that she's supposed to use. Uh, you know, nothing particularly uh, uh, um, combustible. Combustible. Combustible <laughs> for a pipeline. If you use a certain word and you know somebody can zero in on it and blow up your argument, blow up your argument. Just using a simple buzzword. Like if she says something like. Uh, uh, 
I dare you guys to take up this pipe. No, it, it's just so <laughs> funny because it's a natural gas pipeline for you to choose those words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm full of just like accidental puns today. It's just like, I mean, that, that's a legitimate fear because um, a pipeline in West Virginia recently like fucking blew up. So like imagine oh, you have this preserve, this like forest that all this wildlife and animals live in. If this fucking pipeline were the blow, guess what? It's going to burn down this fucking preserve like it's it's such a bad idea for so many reasons yeah uh well they only need to acquire another 15 percent of the land necessary to build this pipeline so they're almost there yeah go, go find it somewhere else like anywhere else well i mean that might be good for bernheim but it's not going to be good for the company yes. and if i'm to guess which has a little more firepower <laughs> right I'm going to assume that the the large energy company probably is at the benefit here. Yeah, it's, sure, it's a fucking monopoly. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, you could probably tell us, Jimmy, what kind of options do you have for natural gas apart from LG&E? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that sounds like a monopoly, <laughs> but it's not for some strange reason. Uh, I don't I don't know exactly why that's the case. Uh, I think energy companies have always ha- kind of had that benefit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just not a, a cost benefit to having multiple of these plants all over the place trying to compete with each other. Yeah. That's, and if that's the case, you have to make sure that you have an appropriate amount of legislation and um, control over those institutions I, so that they don't get out of hand just taking land and building pipelines all over. I know what I'm going to do, Tim. I'm going to boycott them. I'm going to boycott LG&E. Fucking do it, Jimmy. Are you are you just gonna like cook over candles? I'm gonna cook over candles. Oh god. I'm going that sounds It's gonna sit in the dark. Yeah. Once once it gets dark outside, I'm just gonna go to sleep. You're gonna record the podcast at like a local McDonald's or something? Yeah, you're just gonna hear all this background noise and gonna barista just gonna come over to me, be like, uh sir, mm-hmm. you're scaring away all of our customers. Be like, shut up! I need to talk about this gecko. This is important. There was black bile everywhere. Sir, you're disgusting everybody. There's black bile everywhere. <laughs> the people need to know. Yeah, I'm a journalist. Wake him up. Wake him up, Jimmy. Freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> you're censoring me. I'm being I'm censored. I'm being censored. <laughs> McDonald's is oppressing me. <laughs> I will not go quietly into the night. Yeah. There you go. Fight. Fight, fight. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just makes me mad. I'm going to call lg and I don't know what they're going to tell me. I'm probably just going to get some person and be like, um, sir, do you need help paying your bill? I'm like, no, I need help saving Bernheim. You're yeah. going to help me. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that they're not going to take your call. I, I guess you could just like pretend to need customer service up until the point that you're going to talk to one exactly. of them. Exactly. And they're just going to be like, yeah, I, I don't have anything to do with that, sh- that decision. Uh, sorry, I'll, I'll try to pass it up to my manager, who then will have to pass it up to their manager. Who will then have to pass it up to their manager? I, I know someone who worked in a call center, and basically, like the line of managers only goes up to like two. And so, what they would do is they just say like, "Oh, I'll pass you to my manager," and they would just pony you off to someone else that's at the same level as them. And that person would just act like they were a manager, and then that person would talk to you. And so, and if you like, no, I want to talk to your manager, they would just pony you off to someone else who's also the same level and say like, "Oh, this is my manager." To where you think you're like going up the ladder, but you're really just staying on the same level of power. 
yeah, you're not getting anything done. But then again, that's totally in the benefit of the leaders of the company. Oh, yeah. like, they have more important things to do than actually listen to their community's response to their actions. Exactly. It's like they don't want to worry about that kind of stuff. They're there to move the needle, and that involves the acquiring of land that is not theirs under force and leave. My blood pressure is racing. We need to change subjects. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's look for a silver lining before we, we leave our folks hanging, huh? Um, I don't know. Uh, oh. uh, when shit like this happens, we as a community can uh, respond. I'm going to try to look up some ways I can respond. Uh, I don't know what they are yet. Uh, we will see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a good opportunity to assemble. Uh, and, um, it's the classic tree hugger approach, right? Like you can go out there and wherever they're planning on setting up that pipeline and you can chain yourself to a tree and say that if you're going to bulldoze a tree, you're going to have to bulldoze me too. I'm going to look through <laughs> some other options before we get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. I think you should. Uh, also LG and E still needs to acquire 15% of the land. So they are not done. This fight is not over. There's a possibility that they will not acquire that land and uh, everything is going to be hunky-dory and they'll have to build their their damn natural gas pipeline somewhere else. Even if they do build that, I doubt that your cost of natural gas is going to go oh, down. Oh, of course not. No. Yeah. No. That wouldn't make any sense. Oh, no. Like, like, like passing savings on to you, no. trickle-down economics. We're like, no, we have to keep the price high because we spent all this money building this pipeline. In fact, we're going to raise your prices. Oh, uh, yeah. Pay back this, this yeah. pipeline. That's right, man. They're making uh, making effective choices for all of us. I know who else is making effective choices. Homeless students in New yeah, York. Yeah, man. I'm so proud of them. Yes. So this is a little bit more uplifting, uh, albeit still overarchingly very sad. Uh, this is uh, Lower Manhattan. Uh, we find that more than 100 New York City students have recently been honored uh, for graduating high school and uh, getting accepted into college while they were living in homeless shelters. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. What kind of society do we live in in which there are a hundred kids that live in homeless shelters? Oh, that doesn't man. account it, for all the homeless kids that didn't graduate high school, all the homeless kids that didn't get accepted in the college. That's kind of disgusting actually, because I'm, I bet that number is many times higher. Yeah, man. Uh, the reason why this is even a story to begin with is because of the odds they had to defy in, in order to do something that I feel like most of us in more privileged positions uh, can just take as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you graduated high school, right? And it's like, yeah, duh, I graduated high school. And it's like, yeah, you went to your four-year degree? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I went and got my bachelor's right out of school. And, you know, it's, it wasn't so hard, you know, they would, uh, yada, yada, yada. But then again, like, we came from loving families that – right. Uh, and, and with a huge uh, social safety net. Um, and there have been a couple of times where I've, I've made bad choices. I'm, I'm sure that you've made a couple yourself. <laughs> wait, but, wait, uh, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. What was that laugh for after my part? Uh, well, because it's like as soon as I said it, I was like, well, I shouldn't necessarily assume that you've made bad choices, but people do. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't know the decisions I've made. You don't know me. I'm fucking perfect. You don't fucking know me. Um, yeah, everybody's made mistakes, and I know that it's much easier for you and I to bounce back from mistakes than it is for uh, someone who's living in a homeless shelter that doesn't have the support of friends and family uh, to uh, assist them in these endeavors that 
are admittedly much more difficult to accomplish whenever you don't have that that social safety. Yeah, I mean, if I like full stop, if I was homeless and of that age, I don't think my major priority would be going to high school and completing college. My priority would be, I don't know, eating. (laughs) Yeah. And if I was to try to figure out how to do that, I mean, most of the time these these kids are pretty young, right? Like, uh, I can't imagine being a 16 year old and and having to, to do what I'm currently doing at 27. Like it's, it's not, it wouldn't have been possible. I would have failed at it. Uh, I'd be a much different person than I am today. I was an idiot back then. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I feel like I'm a fucking idiot now, but, uh, and that's after, you know, four years of college and a, a, a smidgen of life experience. Right. So, uh, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, uh, I'm glad that these kids are being honored. Uh, they're receiving, uh, well, uh, some of them are receiving $2,000 scholarships, uh, in, in order to head to their college of choice. Uh, as well as uh, the students receiving laptops and duffel bags with freshman essentials, which I can only assume is like a, a bunch of granola bars and something to masturbate with. I want to hear something really sad, Tim. What? Instead of reading laptop and duffel bag, my brain autocorrected it to laptop and sleeping bag. Like, here you go. You got, you got to have something to sleep in while you're in college. You're, you're homeless, <laughs> right? Here's your sleeping bag. I'm an awful human being. Yeah, yeah that's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, but that'll save you on rent. You know, if you can just like enjoy the great outdoors twenty four seven. And once these kids get their four year degree and they're loaded up with uh, you know, uh student debt, they can, you know, enjoy the uh joys of being homeless all over again. So it's like here you go, kids. Just uh That's right. keep on being homeless. Yeah, let's just you just have to make a you have to make a very important choice when your brain isn't fully developed. Because these kids are going right into college, right out yeah. of high school. They're young They've folks. been told, Hey, you don't want to be homeless anymore? Go to college. Yeah, go to school. Go to co- go to college. Accrue a bunch of debt, and uh, you're gonna have to roll the dice as to what you want to do for the rest of your life right now. Uh, so go ahead and pick out a degree. Uh, you can stay vague if you want, but the more vague your degree is, uh, the more difficult it's gonna be to market yourself to institutions that are going to hire you for money. I've got two words for these kids: computer yeah. science. Computer science, all the way. Yeah, everybody just go into the tech. Just fields. fucking just do it. Like even even yeah. even if you don't end up going into the tech field, someone like here's like, oh, you know computers? You must be really smart. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our company. Yeah. <laughs> well, in, until you find out that the tech market is is beginning to be saturated, and you know they, all of these people, uh, well, all these people, uh, all these kids in the upcoming generation have uh, programming classes these days. Oh, yeah. You know, like there are a good many school systems that have integrated, uh, you know, some type of developer uh, uh, program into their school system curriculums, um, which is absolutely fantastic. And I really wish that there was something like that when I was going to school. Um, but it's a it's an adaptation to the age in which we live. Like that's where the majority of jobs are headed. Right. Uh as automation becomes more and more prolific, uh, we can only hope that these students that are going to graduate from college find themselves uh, in a, a benefited situation in which they can actually use their degree, uh, you know, immediately out. Because I don't think they have the option to wait, uh, especially not with, um, uh, you know, Freddie Mac breathing down their neck as soon as they graduate. Tim, I just found a statistic. 
Cool. What is your statistic? More than 15,000 school-aged New Yorkers will sleep in a city shelter on any given night. That's a lot more than... 100. 100? Jesus Christ. Holy fuckballs. Okay, so I'm going to pivot a little bit. There are Uh, cities in Kentucky that have less people than that living in them. Yeah. There are... Uh, oh, yeah, that's at the end of the article. That's excellent. Jesus. Uh, yeah, that's great that they mentioned that. These 100 students, uh, I don't know. I think this is kind of like the Valentine's Day principle. Are you familiar with this? Um, no. Where, you know, like, especially if you're in a friend group in which there are multiple couples, you kind of have to commiserate with one another in order to uh, gift your spouses the appropriate things. Okay. Otherwise... Uh, if you give your spouse, a, for example, a car and I give mine flowers, there's probably going to be a little bit of jealousy to be had there. And it's probably going to look bad on the part of the person. Oh yeah. You want to be friends with poor people. I got you. That's where I'm at. I want to be friends with poor people. That's right. Uh, or at least people that are not going to try to show me up at every turn. <laughs> so this is, this is kind of what's going on here. You know, you got these hundred students that, are against all odds, uh, you know, beating the system and, and doing these fantastic things. But I guarantee you every conservatively minded person that reads this story is going to say, oh, 100 kids didn't, did it. Why can't 15,000 more do it? Like obviously like you can just pull yourself up by your goddamn bootstraps exactly. and, uh, and get to work instead of, uh, you know, going out there and gangbanging oh and circling. Yes. And that's where this this story serves like an an unseen uh, evil turn of just like how it can be turned on its head to make people justify uh, I don't know their judgy assholey ways. Yeah, um, and I'm sure that they're going to figure it out. <laughs> Unfortunately, oh man. <sighs> Yep. So, uh, how about a silver lining for us, I Jimmy? I mean, this is one of those classical stories where it's a happy story that we poo-poo on. So, I mean, obviously it's great these hundred kids were able to graduate. But as we've already mm-hmm. mentioned, it's incredibly sad that uh, a city of kids, 15,000 of them, uh, have to grow up in these uh, shelters. And uh, yeah. it's also very sad that many of them probably will not graduate and uh, many more of those will not be able to go on to college. Yeah. That's very sad. Uh, the, the silver lining is self-evident. Um, so maybe we should start having, a, like, instead of a silver lining, a gray cloud ending. A gray cloud ending. It's like the silver lining <laughs> is, is there in the fucking title. Yeah. It's like, yeah, kids graduate against all odds. Like, nice. Nice. But, you know, we're going to dig into it a little bit because we're going to see things for what they exactly. are. Exactly. <laughs> Which is a, a sad situation nonetheless. Tim and I don't know how to feel joy. Uh, yeah, it's it's awfully difficult for us. Uh, in fact, uh, we, we've got a, another little story just like that coming Ooh-wee. up. Uh, we're 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 gonna tell you the the, the fun part, and then we're gonna try to bring you low again. Put the door down, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Slam right. your uh, dick in the door, as I like to say. Slam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess if if my dick was actually big enough to warrant that. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. We have uh, hospitalization in foreign countries. Uh, so there was a, an American guy in Croatia, yeah. and he drank too much, as Americans do on vacations. Yeah. 
or just in especially general. in foreign countries <laughs> like when shit's cheap they're like what back in america i gotta spend ten dollars to get one bud i can spend three of your crazy made-up monies to get uh whatever the fuck this is hell yeah yeah it's like super strong so uh he ends up uh, getting alcohol poisoning, he blacks out, and he wakes up inside of a Croatian hospital with an IV in his arm. Uh, and if you've already found yourself at that point, chances are you might owe that hospital something uh, in due recourse for the service that they have provided for you. It makes sense. Right. <laughs> so they slap him with a bill, which was uh, 240 uh, Croatian, uh, what is it, nuns? Kunas? <laughs> Kuna Matadas? Uh, Croatian made up money. <laughs> so you got the Kuna, Croatian That's Kuna. That's what I said, Kuna Matadas. Kuna Matadas, <laughs> a whole 240 of them, <laughs> which equals 36.89 US dollars. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this hospital saved uh, his fucking life from alcohol poisoning. They're like, uh, let's call it $36. Is that good? Yeah. Even? That's a, to put that in perspective, that's less than the majority of you fucks out there spend on alcohol in any given month. So, how about that? Mm. Boom. $40. Less than 40 bucks. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. It's impressive. I think I'm just going to go get smashed in Croatia real quick. Yeah. <laughs> if I know I can get out of it so easy. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of something. You want, you want to talk about it? I do want to talk about it. So, of course, this guy was probably not planning on getting blackout drunk, nor was he expecting the hospital bill to be so cheap. Right. I I have been in contact with individuals who claim that uh, support systems like this, you know, in which uh, things are cheap or readily accessible, yeah. encourage people to engage in risky behaviors because oh, okay. they have this uh, this cost benefit analysis that they're taking into account while they're getting smashed or, or getting high or whatever. Right. And um, it ultimately leads them into the bad situations that they do. Uh, the situation that I'm referencing in particular was the um, advent of uh, the, um, the there's a, there's a particular type of drug that you can administer, administer to someone who is ODing on heroin. Oh, fent- what was oh no. Called? I was about to say fentanyl. No, uh, Meloxone. Is it Meloxone? <laughs> Meloxone, yeah. And um, and supposedly, you know, we've, of course, discussed this in a previous episode. Uh, supposedly, that's going to encourage individuals to try to OD more often. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking dumb. Yeah. This is a, so, so the, basically, a real, real these people that you associate with, like, frame of mind is like, just let them fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, and that's what that, that this person said. They were just like, you know, just let them die, and uh, then you don't have to worry about administering anything to anyone. Wow. <laughs> just let Are them fucking die. Are these some of your I like guess. libertarian friends? Um, eh, close <laughs> enough. Yeah, they 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 happen to be from a uh, from a very red state. I'll say uh, I'm that. just kidding. Libertarians think drugs are cool. Yeah, libertarians do think drugs are cool. I take it um, back. But, Sorry, libertarians. But they probably also say like. Oh, it's your personal responsibility whenever you choose to take drugs to uh, to have meloxone on your person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why don't you just carry it around with you if you if you care so much about your beloved hair? Yeah, exactly. There we go. That's yeah. that's the libertarian point of view. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, wah, wah. Um, yeah. So this is a, this is pretty fantastic that uh, that he only has to pay that much even without 
Croatian healthcare insurance. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so why exactly does it say that? Like, what? Why? How can they afford to only charge him so? Little? Because okay, so there's so much bullshit overhead in the United States. Uh, because like in the article that Tim's reading from, basically the guy's like, I only got charged $36. Is that right? Like, am I going to be expected to owe more money like sooner? Because this guy has been indoctrinated in like the American way where it's like the hospital can be like, Oh yeah, we gave you uh, one pill of uh, ibuprofen. That's $30. And, uh, we gave you a cup of water. That's $50. And like all this nickel and diming bullshit. Uh, and because, uh, unlike, uh, that, uh, what Croatia and uh, many European countries and Canada have is a single payer system where basically everyone pays into it. And then at the point of service, you don't owe anything because you're always paying into it. And so if there's any like extra money, instead of it going into, I don't know, uh, insurance company CEOs pockets, it just stays in the big bank of healthcare bucks to be used for future care. So it's like, they, those countries have decided that they would rather focus on making sure everyone gets taken care of at a price they can afford, which is little to nothing, as opposed to, yeah. you know, padding the pockets of fucking insurance companies. Because all insurance companies are uh, a, a doorkeeper uh, between you and your doctor saying like, oh, I don't know. Maybe if you get this, I cover it. Maybe if you if he diagnoses you with something else, I don't. Uh, let me see how I feel. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, not exactly the situation you want to find yourself in, especially if your guts are being rotted out by salmonella or something like that. Um, you got to watch out. You got to watch out for yourself. You got to be careful. You have to be judicious about when you go to the doctor in the United States because there's always a possibility that they're going to, as as Jimmy said, nickel and dime you, yeah. <laughs> uh, or you know, make you fucking poor just based on a routine visit. That's uh, it, and that's scary. I, I've actually. Um, been in uh well I, I went to the dentist once uh i was in the chair i was sitting down they were putting that weird ass little chain napkin around my my neck and uh the receptionist whom i gave my insurance card to uh alerted me that they would not be able to accept it because it was not the right type Ooh. of insurance yeah so uh like there are like four or five people that are like watching this interaction take place. And I was like, well, okay, I guess we're done. And I popped a little napkin off of my neck and I walked out and I didn't get care of that. Day. Um, as I was like, Oh, you know, how much is this going to cost me without insurance? And they were like, it's, you know, it was a regular, it was a routine cleaning, uh, you know, just a, a quick little checkup. And they were like, it's going to be like 250 bucks. Like, Fuck you. It is. I was like, Good God. Like I'm going to, just hold off for right now. And I know a lot of you listeners are probably like, oh, $250 for a cleaning and a routine inspection. That's probably not that bad. I was like, yeah, well. Well, when you're paying <laughs> fucking insurance, you probably, you know, every month, <laughs> it's yeah. like, why the fuck would you want it? You know, you've already paid so much. And that's one of the things that, like, people don't understand is like, well, it raises your taxes. It's like, yeah, but, like, paying the insurance company every month is a private tax. We don't think of it as a tax, but it's money that's coming out of your yeah. bank account every month. That doesn't ensure that you receive uh, adequate care or in affordable care. It just ensures that you get whatever shitty insurance you can afford. And um, uh, a lot of these countries, like the amount people, the amounts people pay for their single uh, payer healthcare systems, is less than what Americans pay in premiums for their health insurance, and they get better care, better and cheaper care. Yeah, uh, that that all makes sense to me. Uh, 
I'm sure that there are, uh, you know, the devils in the details when it comes to this subject in particular. Uh, very complicated. Um, I'd like to make it simpler so that I can, so that people like me who are laymen and, uh, in, um, legal insurance lingo and, and the like, uh, can better understand all of the facets. Um, and apart from that, you know, they just a cheaper expense sounds fantastic. I'd like to make sure that, uh, my other community members are well taken care of yeah. as well. Uh, and I'd like people to be able to, to make easier choices when it comes to where they're going to work. Uh, you know, not just because they're trying to find a way to support themselves medically. You want to know one of my favorite lines that the, the news will try to use like the poo poo on uh, Medicare for all, which is basically, Ooh. uh, you know, Bernie's version of single payer healthcare. Yeah. What it's, is it? uh, but you're going to take 160 people off their insurance. How, like, how, 160 million people, like, how can you say this is good? And, and then Bernie has to be like, I'm taking them off of their insurance so that they can have Medicare for all. They're, they're going to have insurance. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. They're going to have better yeah, insurance. Exactly. We're not taking people off. We're giving them something better. <laughs> In a, so quick question about single payer healthcare. Yeah. Uh, do people pay varying amounts or does everyone pay the exact uh, same? People pay varying amounts like based on how much they make. So it's like you're, you'd be taxed based on the amount that you okay. make. So if you make less money, you get taxed less. If you make more money, you get taxed more as you would of anything else. Okay. So it's, it's not necessarily a, um, uh, a system that's based on, uh, need. So if you uh, are someone who has oh, yeah. like, terminal cancer exactly. for example you're not going no. to be expected to you know money. it's no it's not like the, it's not like uh it's not like private insurance where it's like oh well, that's a pre-existing condition it's like it recognizes that people don't choose to have cancer right like shit happens right. so but they do need but to they be need to be careful regardless. regardless exactly so it's like it'll get rid of all the stupid gofundme bullshit like if i see another like friend's family member that has to have a gofundme oh, yeah. for care like i'm going to scream my brains out like every time you see a gofundme freaking uh thing of like someone that needs care like that's like an example of the failing of our system like in a nutshell that's it right there when yeah. when individuals I, I, I that have to pay for it it's so dumb mm-hmm. yeah that, that is that's a lot of bullshit I, i'm sure uh i'm sure a lot of our listeners have opinions on this subject and the other things that we've discussed today uh so in the instance that you all would like to get in contact with us criticize our stories or uh you know what we've said about them uh or just add something to the discussion we would love to hear from you uh there are a couple of places that you can find us uh jimmy where all can they get in contact all right with us? if you are interested in getting in contact with us you can do so by emailing us at syndicempowerment at gmail.com we would love to hear from you there you can also, tweet at us at Cynic Empowerment One on the Twitter, or like us on Facebook at Cynic Empowerment. You can send us a message there. You can like our post, message on our post. We would love to hear from you. So, uh, one of our listeners, uh, I was discussing a, um, our podcast with him at work oh, the other day. Uh, we're trying to figure out how to um, best be alerted to our new episodes that drop. Uh, is there a way that? Our listeners can subscribe. Yeah, dude. You fucking subscribe on just about all the listening apps. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, I I personally like SoundCloud. Uh, not that I'm endorsing them. They're certainly not sponsoring yeah. us. Yeah. SoundCloud. But, um, that's, that's so, so SoundCloud, you can't subscribe, but you can follow. And um, it's not the best. Actually, that one's probably one of the worst ones as far as like alerting you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> 
That is awesome. Uh, I get alerted personally by Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, here's a new episode. Oh, well, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> That's nice. uh, I know iTunes, if you have an iPhone and you do the Apple podcast, they'll let you know. I think Stitcher will let you know. Uh, I think Google okay. Play will let you know. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, Jimmy, I think it's that time of the show for you to tell me what's making you sad. I'm sad. So uh, my girlfriend's out of town this weekend, and I l- like alone time, but also the same Ooh, time, actually- I, don't, I don't always know what to do with myself. So like now she's been out of town for a couple of days. I'm finally gotten comfortable with myself, but the first 48 hours, I was just like, huh. Yeah, it's a whole lot of a whole lot of time to do whatever the hell yeah. you want, man. But now I'm like full blown like beers and video games. That's fantastic. Uh, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I I, I totally get it. Uh, I've been long distance with my wife now for um, for longer than I'd like, and I'm gonna be headed back this next week. So uh, I'm not necessarily sad about returning, but I I do know that there's a lot of things that I want to tie up here. There's a, a lot of uh, you know, friends and relationships that I've um, I've tried to cater to, especially lately, because I I know that time is is being short, and uh, yeah, I'm just trying to I'm trying to make the most of it. So I'm, I'm I guess I'm not as sad as I am nostalgic. You're, you're already nostalgic. I'm already nostalgic. Okay, I'm already left. everything kind of has like a, a different uh, it has like an aura to it, yeah. right? Like everything's kind of. Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at like some, some piece of some, some, some tool or something that I use on a daily basis at the, at the brewery. And, you know, it just reminds me of, of, of times, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. So not to bore you all with the details. No, I get that, man. Kind of weird. Nostalgia is, nostalgia is pain, Nostalgia is right? my like least it, favorite feeling. Yeah. It's, uh, isn't that the, where the word comes I from? I think so. Like, Etymology of the word is like is like memory pain or yeah, something like that. Much. Yeah, it's um, it's okay. I think we'll get through yeah, this. Yeah, it'd be great. What's you you know, gonna go to your new city and make a bunch of new friends and mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then I'm gonna get together with my friends and they're gonna say, Tim, Tim, we dare you to eat that piece <laughs> of shit. And I'm like, oh, I really don't want to do, do it. it. Oh, I want to eat but I want to make new friends in Tennessee. I guess I'll do oh, I it. I want them to like. Yeah, will you guys like me more oh, if I eat that oh, piece of shit? No, I'm like, um, oh, <laughs> yeah. It's like little kid peer pressure. Oh yeah, that that's serious. Oh, oh no, I'm really, I'm really sad. Yeah. You like me more if I eat this oh. shit. Like, yeah, buddy, eat that it's shit. Like, haha, you're an idiot. We don't like you anymore. Now we think you're dumb. <laughs> And you ate shit. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Leave y'all on a high note. Damn it. Why, God? Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's a pretty good episode, yeah, man. Bang that one pretty well. Fucking killed it.